0: In this episode,
1: I think there's got to be a little bit of intention to, or a little bit of a connection inside someone in order to be considered transgender. I just waited for the right moment and explained it to him. I never received a second glance, got nothing but ma'am's, she's, and hers. It was wonderful. It, 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 it felt like just a normal night out. And that is, is what's so special for me.
0: Now that's Hope, a transgender person from Tennessee, talking in three separate clips about her thoughts on cross-dressers being considered transgender, coming out to her kids, and her surprise in going out in public as Hope. In one of my most sincere, curious conversations I've ever had with arguably the most kind-hearted of guests, Hope comes on the podcast to tell her extraordinary story. It's the first of two parts, and I most certainly know you'll find her as riveting as I did. I don't typically release these conversation episodes on a weekday, but she's got a voice you just gotta hear. This is episode 103 of the the Yas podcast, so... You ready to listen? Yes!
1: Yes! 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 Cross yes podcast, which is I'm here so. Yes! Yes!
0: Yes! 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 Welcome to the Cross Yes podcast, the podcast that still says yes to everything related to cross dressing, sexuality, and gender. I cross-dress, I consider myself transgender, and my name is Giselle Mirasol, who will be your host and guide into this fantastic, but sometimes confusing world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender. Want to know more? Check out www.crossyaspodcast.com for behind-the-scenes extras, Q&As, and ways you can support the podcast. You can also find our Discord on our website called The Cross Yass Confidential where you can chat with me, Sierra, or any Cross YAS listener directly pretty much 24-7 since we're almost always there. And lastly, if you enjoyed Hope's story and you have your own story you want to tell that's cross-dressing, sexuality, and or gender-related but wondering to yourself, hmm... I wonder if anyone wants to hear my story or hear what I have to say. Well, hello. You know me and you know the podcast. The answer to your burning question is aloud. Frickin. Yes. Email me Giselle at crossyaspodcast.com, DM me on Instagram at podcast, Or check out our Discord and hit me up Rochi underscore Mochi pound seven three two five. Looking forward to it. Happy end of March. Hope you had a good month been working on a bunch of things here on my end for the podcast with a couple of interviews as well as a roundtable discussion to edit so been a bit busy so please forgive me if the episodes haven't been released on time but i don't know my time management sucks but i promise I've been working, on, working, on it. working, on, working Still have a question of the month, only a couple days left, but still, if you'd like to answer the question of the month for the month of March, and in honor of Women's History Month, the question is, who is a woman in history you admire or look up to, and why? Please let me know via email, giselle at crossyasspodcast.com, DM me on Instagram at crossyasspodcast, or again, hit me up on Discord, which you need to be on if you haven't been already. Also, Patreon, it's still there. Bonus episode this month will be on Asian Hate, and that'll be free. So check out that on our Patreon, which is available on our website, www.crossyaspodcast.com or on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash crossyass. I'm also still working on that bonus episode, but it should be up here before the end of the month, Ooh, uh, which is only a couple days away. So I need to get a move on that. So uh, I pretty much need to... to... move it, move it. I need to... Move it, move it. I need to... Yeah, but this episode is a Curias conversation, and it's with one of my most favorite people in the entire world. Her name is Hope, and I had this wonderful little conversation with her back in December 2020. She's such a special person with a bit of a different take on cross-dressing, which you'll get to hear about in a little bit. And she thought we'd have some disagreements, but actually, we settled it kind of nicely in a calm manner, and well, again, you'll see. Hope's Instagram handle is at moonstarsmint. And she recently posted on March 21st that she will begin treatment to fight cancer. Cancer fucking sucks, and it always seems to target the best people in the world. Fuck cancer! From everyone at the Cross Yas podcast, we wish Hope the best, and I'm completely honored to be able to share Hope's story. No more waiting. Here's part one of my yas Conversation with Hope. Happy listening, everyone. And yes, fuck you, cancer. Hope, welcome to the Cross Yas podcast. How are you today? Good, good. I'm doing great. How are you? Doing well, doing well. We can start off by uh, introducing yourself, Hope, and what brings you to the Cross Yas podcast.
1: Well, I, uh, uh, I don't really even know where to start. I, uh, we, you and I met several years back when you were first starting the podcast, and I was really interested in listening and and uh, I listened to your your first ones and gave you some feedback and we and uh i just continued listening from there so for that part of it i uh i've been a cross yas fan from the beginning and you've developed along the ways quite a bit with the podcast and i and since since that time three or four years ago I, i know i've changed tremendously so
0: all right well how have you changed hope what are you what are you a cross dresser are you trans like w- w- what are you exactly?
1: <laughs> what are you yeah i I consider myself transgender now. I take a lot of that type of thing seriously i I guess you would say uh, to try to figure out exactly what it is is going on with me or whoever is doing this type of thing so I definitely was a, considered myself a crossdresser in the beginning when when I first started to actually fully present as female say starting at that point I I was definitely would have considered myself a crossdresser at that time but I quickly became not very happy with that term like many others I I don't uh I think there's a lot of negative I wouldn't say negative, but there's a lot of connotations with the word cross-dress or the description that people think of that are not part of who I am. And I didn't like having someone think a cer- certain things if I told them, you know, hey, I'd, I'd cross-dress. So I quickly s- tried to start not using that term. And then you have to decide, okay, if you're not using that, then what are you going to use? And, and so that started a whole soul searching (laughs) part. So I would say from, like we were saying a couple of years ago, until now, that's a big part of, of my change is trying to understand more about what I am, or, you know, how to describe myself in that way. And here lately, you've, a few episodes back, you sort of came out. You guys had the discussion where you made the statement that you feel like every cross dresser dresser is, is transgender, or you might you can say it in your own words, so I don't misquote you, but you know you know what I'm talking about the how you're approaching that.
0: I do, I do. I know for me, I think with just the definition of what transgender means, and you're trying to be what's the word like separate or, you know, people who are like, Oh, well, I don't identify as trans. That's a whole separate thing. But Sierra and I, and I think most listeners to the podcast kind of agree that because you fall under the transgender umbrella, that basically, basically every crossdresser is transgender, but to what degree or what part of that spectrum you are just varies with everyone like yourself. I bet. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I, the you know, the way you guys describe that was really to me the first, time I had heard people broaden it that much. So I thought a lot about about that. And I and I do agree with you guys' thoughts on that. Outside of I think there's still an element of cross dressing that I personally wouldn't put under the transgender umbrella. Do
0: you want to explain what what, what exactly is that? Part.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna, uh, I want to I want to I want to explain and make it quick, because like I said, I will talk too long when I try to explain myself. <laughs> I don't want to be a three episode part.
0: <laughs> we can be.
1: We can be. If you're no, guest hope, we can be. no. Uh, Long doesn't necessarily mean good. Right. So I don't want to be boring. But anyway, back to the point, I kind of look at it a little bit. OK here's how i think i have an idea to describe that if if you have a um person who lives as their presents male all you know throughout their entire day and their normal life as as they as they go throughout their day they're presenting male and then when they're when they decide they're ready to dress they transform and they are presenting female, but they only do it in a way that is sort of a craft. Like, you can help me out with what I'm trying to mm-hmm. describe, but I have a good friend who I would put under this category. And it's part of why I thought of it this way. I don't consider her transgender, and she doesn't consider herself transgender. She's probably the best crossdresser that I know, just absolutely meticulous. And beautiful and presents herself just beautifully and naturally and takes beautiful photographs. But it's it's more like an art form. But once that session is done, it's back to being a more like just a cis male, I would say. So in that respect, I don't really see that following under someone who would be considered transgender. You know what I mean?
0: No, that's that's a good point. I guess the, where, where a lot of contention and a lot of, I guess, disagreement relies mm-hmm. on the idea of what exactly is your purpose with your cross-dressing. Right. Is that person that you're, you know, your friend, are they doing it just for show? Like someone who does drag, for example, if they're doing it just for a performance, is someone doing it for mm-hmm. their own gender identity? That they want to, mm-hmm. I guess, present as like you were saying, they present as male in one time, but they like presenting as female. What with um, Sierra and I are talking about with mm-hmm. the word transgender itself again, the umbrella is that they present differently from the gender they were born with, right? The sexuality, right. what your sex is. So with with, I guess, a lot of the not saying dated, but the previous definition of what people say trans, it was like, oh, transsexual, oh, you're trying to. Change your sex into this. right, right with like full time. Maybe what we now know it as is like your gender doesn't conform with the sexuality you're born with, but that's still transgender. Versus like the transgender umbrella encompasses this entire thing. So, with some people will argue that that's not the same thing as cross dressing. Whereas like Sierra and I are like, no, it, it fits under this this definition because it's so broad. It is so not specific to one thing it is right more broad but it, it's up to you we we don't sierra and i and a lot of people podcast aren't forcing you to to follow no, yeah yeah if you don't fit it you don't but when sierra and i talk about it we're like "Well, there's a home for crossdressers if you want it to be to fit under there but we know a lot of people don't want to go with that definition but i think right over time eventually you're kind of going to understand it as such but it's going to no, be a and, challenge. Yeah. 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 And I, I, and I, I do
1: understand where you're coming from and, and, and I agree. And you're really broadening the, the umbrella, so to say, and including anyone. And I think that's a wonderful thing, but I, after I'm thinking a lot about it and talking to others, this was the only part of it where I sort of had a different thought on, Just having talked with some other people who, you know, wouldn't consider themselves transgender, even going back to the, to the podcast a couple of times ago where you guys, you guys talked about the other podcast, right?
0: Mm -hmm. I don't remember
1: the names, but the, you know, where you reviewed the, that other show.
0: Yeah. The free to be
1: she podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Free to Mm -hmm. be she. And uh, so Just think of that approach and the way a lot of that was presented. That's some of the type of people that I don't mean to say type of people, but we're trying to describe a certain characteristic of a cross dresser that I would say possibly wouldn't fall under that umbrella for me. I think there's got to be a little bit of intention to or a little bit of a connection inside someone in order to be considered transgender if you're just presenting an image and not feeling part of it i'm not so sure i feel like that's that's in that group you you see what i'm you see what i mean that the difference Mm -hmm. there yeah and i'm not trying to be exclusionary in saying that at all that's that's not the way i'm I'm more thinking of it, does it really apply? If 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 there's a person that carries themselves that way and they want to consider themselves under the umbrella, then that's totally okay by me, right? I'm not I'm definitely not excluding, I'm just saying from my perspective, when I think of that, that's a little bit where I, I haven't decided where I fall when it comes to what you guys have been discussing. So I don't know if I really was super clear on my thoughts on that, but it's just really interesting and I've really enjoyed the conversations that you guys have had and, and the way you've kind of challenged each guest since then with this question, you know?
0: <laughs> yes, Yeah. You would think it's, it's quite a simple answer. It's like, oh, how do you identify? And you're like, well, there's this and there's this and there's this, all these extra, <laughs> extra, extra details that you have to provide about yourself. Or it's, it should be just it a is. simple answer, but it's not, you know, but,
1: oh, it's not at all. I've, it's not been a simple, it's not been a simple thing for me whatsoever i mean i've spent a lot of time trying to figure this out some people will take the approach you know well i don't do labels i don't i don't like label and you know i don't consider it labels it's discussion and definition of how do you define yourself i think that's healthy i don't think it's negative to to call to for someone to look at me and say What's going on with this person? You know, and are they transgender? Are they cross crossdresser? You know, whatever it may be, it's if it's not coming at me in a hateful way, I don't, I don't really see an issue there. For me personally, I, I want to have an understanding of where, where I am. Right? Of course. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. So that I've, I've thought about this a lot over the years and I and I feel like I've changed you know over that time like I was saying earlier from someone who would have considered themselves more of a cross dresser although like I said I I really wanted to get I started getting away from that and using things like instead of dress I just say I transform and things like that because I just some of those terms I just I I'm not real happy with the way they're perceived but as I continue to develop I guess learn more and more about myself and why i have so much comfort with presenting a female or feminine and that that's really the thing that spawned my whole discovery of this anyway was understanding the first few times i experimented with dressing and i was totally comfortable with it and wasn't ashamed like i would show anybody right i wasn't some i wasn't hiding or anything and it doesn't bother me to transform and go wherever i want to go and i'm not afraid to to just show people or you know i don't hide in my room or anything like that as soon as i looked in the mirror and saw the person looking back i'm like wow you know i was real comfortable with the way i looked and was happy for anyone else to see you know it now, not everybody's like that. I had to learn that. I had to learn that I have a warped, <laughs> I have a little bit of a warped uh, view of how accepting everybody is of it. I had to learn that a little bit the hard way because I was, I would tell anybody. I was, I was too easy to tell people that I would, that I like to, you know, present as female and eventually learn that. I didn't need to be so open about it because it can make things more difficult. So I feel a little bit that's not super typical that to be that open about it. Just listening to a lot of other people explain their story and so that that's one thing that I thought I would talk about was just having that comfort with it. And it doesn't bother me for other people to know. That's sort of what spawned my whole exploration with it anyway so
0: yeah okay well let's touch on a couple of these topics okay like, yeah yeah you give me more feedback because <laughs> you're being too quiet over there oh no I, girl you have such for you you hear enough of me every week it's fine it's the guest <laughs> what people come for so it's now like, but i
1: need the back and forth to keep my focus
0: so you <laughs> no, jump on sure. in <laughs> so let's start with let's start with a couple of things how old yeah. are you where are you from and how did you start your cross
1: well i'm fifty two I'm from the southeast u s and I'm in Tennessee and I've lived here my entire life and I know there's been there's been a few other southern girls on the show or different areas and I hear I hear a lot of comments here and there about how it is in the South for people that go out you know presenting female if you're male. For me, I just haven't had the type of experience that I hear a lot of other people claim that it's difficult. You can't go here and you can't go there. I go wherever I decide that I want to go that night or whatever I'm going out. I've never really limited myself in that way. Maybe that's foolish, but I've never had any negative experiences either. So I just I just don't have that experience here that others have where they feel like, oh, there's people going to judge. They may, but they don't approach me. I just don't have any issues. And I've been to basically every me- music venue in Nashville because <laughs> I, I like to go see live bands. And I've always done that. I mean, even before I started going as Hope, I would, I've i always been someone who goes see live music. I love, love it. And um, go and see... Any given band, if I have the opportunity, I will transform into Hope and I'll go see the band just like I would in Nashville. And it's great. I have a wonderful time and, um, and I've made several friends that way. Uh, I have some friends that I'm, I've met out at clubs as Hope, and that's the only way they know me, you know, and um, I think that's so cool. I cherish those friendships and I love that they know that side of me. They met me that that on that side first, and they continue that friendship and that's super special. I love that. and those experiences that I've had are just amazing. It really changes you when you when you do something yes. like this. Yes. you know I mean when i yeah. the first the first time that I went out just in public. I, I always say, I mean, any anytime I'm talking to someone online and they're trying to get up the nerve to go out or I'm just like, do the, you know, here's what I would suggest. Here's the approach I would suggest that you take. But you need to know that once you do this, it's going to change you. It's going to change your life probably um, because there's something, I, if you're the type of person who is going to... You have something inside of you that makes you want to do this. Once you get out there and you experience sort of the world in that, and you're presenting that way, it it's powerful. That's what I tell people. I'm like, be ready and be ready to <laughs> to want to continue because sure, someone could go out and have a bad experience and it turn it on, turn them, you know, turn the experience bad for them. But um, I have had nothing but positive in my life from it for you know, ninety percent of everything about it. It's just completely positive for me. And the big part of it is being able to to get out and do things. I try to challenge myself on what different things can I do and and be and be myself, bring it into other parts of my life. So I, I know I, I mean I shared with you <laughs> some of the different things I've done over the years, right?
0: <laughs> yes, I've seen those photos, girl. They're awesome. <laughs> They're awesome yeah so I, I i like to
1: do the those type of things uh, you know, I really did start out going to the clubs and then and then I'm like, okay, w- what else can I do? This is wonderful, and I like to do hiking as hope i all of this is all dressed appropriately, and I have a a sort of a different i don't know about different but i have I do have a specific way I approach my presentation
0: what way is that girl
1: i like to to say that my focus is to be natural if someone thinks i'm pretty or i look okay that's just a an extra part of it that you know that's wonderful but my real focus is i'm trying to feel and look natural so no matter if I'm going hiking or if I'm going on a motorcycle ride, I have a certain way, a certain way I'll try to put together my outfit and, and, and my whole presentation. So I fit that and I'll take rides on my motorcycle. And, and again, like hiking, you wear the, the, the right type of clothing for that, of course, but you go into the beach, you know, I like to, I've been to the beach several times and that's a, fantastic experience to walk down the beach in a in a bikini and not look like uh, all I can say is I've I can walk down the beach in the bikini and as I walk past people they glance no more at me than they would anybody else and that's my goal is to just be natural enough to where I have a little bit of freedom to enjoy myself and and that's where I really take from it and gain my, gain any confidence from that. That's really my focus and my goal. I want to be comfortable and and natural.
0: And yes. well, I mean, and girl, you sort have, of, you have passing it, privilege. You know that, right? You you're pretty well, you're pretty feminine looking. If you didn't know that already, well,
1: it's hard. I have friends that I trust, and
0: and I emphasize
1: to them that you have to be truthful with me. It's really hard to judge yourself. You know, we're all very critical of ourself and and you see your own features no matter how you're presenting. And that can really throw you off. For someone who's never seen me as my male self, they may not pick up on things that that someone who does know me in that way would. So... I feel like it's really important to get the opinion of someone who doesn't know you in that way. So they're not tainted by those. uh, You still have that same big nose, you know, that kind of thing. (laughs) So I have a few people that I trust that I say, okay, how does, how am I looking? How is this, you know? And if they say that, that I look good and I look feminine and I look natural, then I go with it. I trust them and, and I use that to gain that confidence because we all know that confidence is is very difficult and it can be very fleeting um you can lose it in a heartbeat and you have to have something to rely on and so as you said you know my my friends do tell me that that i look feminine or you know i can and and you you'll bring up passing here any minute so i might as well go segue right into that
0: How important is passing to you, Hope? And we know you already passed, but how important is it to you as a crossdresser to pass?
1: Well, I know a lot of people, or I feel like a lot of times the answer that people like to give to this is that it's, it's not that important. And I totally understand that. For me personally, to a certain level, it's very important and not in a way that is vain to where I'm trying to to say oh you know i need passing privilege to look great and i want people to not it's not that at all everything goes back to one thing for me is i want to be natural i want to feel natural so for passing my goal is when i go when i go to the mall in the middle of the day i i once was uh out of town and i went to a Mexican restaurant to meet a friend and I had to walk through the restaurant in heels with the cobblestone flooring to get to the bar at the the table at the bar where we were meeting and you want to walk through a middle of a restaurant during you know the normal dinner time of course people are going to kind of glance up and look and I want to be able to walk through there and have someone glance and look and then turn back around and continue their meal and not go, did you just see that? I want to pass to where that's the scenario. You know, that's important to me. Now, if someone double takes and says, gives their friend a nudge and says, what do you think about this person? I'm totally okay with that. If they double take and look twice and go, hmm, that's, that looks to me like a, a, a guy presenting as a, as a female. That doesn't bother me a bit, but I I really do want to be able to, that first impression to not just be right there, hitting you right in the face. There's a guy in a dress. Well, I forget recently one of them was, you know, dude, it's a dude, right? Remember?
0: Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Yep.
1: Which one? Who said that? One of our friends said that. Um, I believe it was Veronica who said that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely not going for that, right? I don't want that. That's not my goal. My goal is to pass to that level. That's important to me because I want to have that experience that's comfortable. I want to be treated like anyone else, not special and not in a negative way. And so that that's how I answer that. It is important to me, only in that I want to fit right in. Fitting in is so important in several the other girls have mentioned that when you're going out in public, you have to consider where you're going and what does everyone else basically look, you know, dress to the occasion, of course. And all of that is part of of that passing scenario, for sure, because if you if you overdo it, you're 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 calling yourself out. So so there you go.
0: (laughs) So I guess you're from the South and the mm-hmm. passing privilege is important. Is there that, do you agree? I know you talked a little bit about it earlier, but in your opinion, there are negative connotation with crossdressers or trans people in the South where you are, and that's why you kind of want to pass. So you don't kind of feel the backlash of being outed or not passing.
1: No, um, I think that it just depends on the group you're with as to whether, there's a negative connotation i i don't feel like it's especially bad here versus anywhere else now sure out where where you are I'm, i think there's probably much more acceptance in general over the full population absolutely but at the same time it just depends on your surroundings and who you're presented with i mean there's plenty of people who aren't so offended by it that they're gonna lash out, right? And that's the way it is here. You know, I mean, as I said, I now don't get me wrong. I I, I'm not out there trying to take chances. I go places that I'm familiar with and I know I've been there before. I've been there for years. So I'm not just risking it all and trying to prove a point. But if I if I know a venue or any place and I and I think that it's a nice atmosphere and it's generally a good crowd. Then I'm comfortable to to go for it and dress how I feel how I want to and 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 how I want to look so that's that's how I approach it. God, there was some there was another piece of that when you just asked me that that I wanted to answer. Do you remember exactly what you said
0: so uh I asked, is the South typical or like the you know how we've had previous guests that talk about the South? I also asked mm-hmm. about is it important for you to pass in that sense so you aren't facing the backlash of it?
1: This I'm probably a little naive when it comes to the backlash side of it. I never, I've never focused on that, and luckily I've never experienced a lot of it. So you know, some would probably say, "Well, that's why you haven't focused on it," because of course I'm I'm sensitive to to how it affects all of us, right? I mean, absolutely, I'm focused on that. But for me personally, my motivation to pass isn't driven from my fear of someone outing me or attacking you know not hope surely not physically but any in any way attacking me aggressively in any way but that's not i don't think about that side of it i don't i think about it more in a way of what makes me comfortable my motivation to to at least pass at that first glance is because that's what makes me comfortable if i if i arrive at a a public place and i don't feel everyone's looking at me and going hey look at there if i can walk in and the room doesn't change that's my motivation and then i can continue about whatever i want to do and be myself and i'm able to i've been able to do that here in in this area so, so I don't have the, an ex, an experience or an opinion that this area is not friendly to it. I was out last night and I went into a sports bar, watched the the SEC championship game with a friend, and I never received a second glance. Got nothing but ma'am's, she's and hers. It was wonderful. It it it, it felt like just a normal night out and that is is what's so special for me it all is kind of works together that's why I want to have that ability to pass at least so you can socially uh, maneuver and if you can do that then you can just relax and enjoy yourself and and I'm really comfortable once I I feel like I'm in the I'm in the zone where you know you you get in somewhere and you know that people aren't noticing. And in general, people out in public they're not paying attention to you. If you're not drawing attention to yourself, people don't even notice. They don't even care. You're minding your own business. I'm doing my thing. I'm not. I don't approach people and I don't strike up conversations and things because. Some people obviously do get offended or you're know, you trying to trick and that's not what my frame of mind is at all. So I definitely try to keep a low profile when I'm out and just sort of blend.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) So let me ask you this. Are you in a relationship or are you dating? Do you have kids? Are you married? I am married. I've been
1: married for 25 years. I have three daughters. I have a a wonderful marriage and wonderful kids.
0: Well, then my next question is, do they know yeah, about, go ahead.
1: Yeah. I, I want, I want you to ask the questions. <laughs> so, <laughs> well,
0: no, if you're a girl, if you're going to talk, I'm just going to sit here and listen. I know uh, but It's making, that's, that's
1: making it hard for me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, Cause I feel like I just ramble, you know, I don't want to sound that way. Okay. So you're going to ask.
0: Of course. So ask, do they know about hope? How have you approached yeah. hope? If you have, or are you too scared to, or how did that conversation go?
1: Right so they they all do know it's, it's never easy well it was very easy with my daughters uh for me our my family is very close and my daughters are wonderful and they're 16, 20 and 22 so they're not super young so i know some people have to worry about their kids i totally understand and agree like i don't want to put my kids in a position To where they have to defend me, or somebody's questioning them about, hey, what's up with your, you know, dad here and there. But my kids aren't young now, so I really don't feel like that's super. It's just not a worry for me. As for coming out to them, it was really easy for me. I mean, I knew my my kids weren't going to judge me or be take it negatively. I had no doubt in that. It, it's always hard to know how surprised someone's going to be. I've told a lot of people. Like I had a problem there for a while. I may have mentioned a minute ago where I was just too willing to tell people. And I, and you know, any chance I would get, I would tell them and show them. You know, here, look, check me out. I want you to see me. So when I I told my daughters, I there wasn't anything. I just waited for the right moment and explained it to them and it it was really cool and they didn't they they basically were just like yeah yeah really that's that's awesome you know i mean they they're really laid-back kids of course but (laughs) we're a very laid-back family we a lot of us do take advantage of halloween and i'm one of those so um i've i've dressed several times for work and you know it's a it's a a big deal not a big deal for but you know it's noticed and I get all of the questions from the guys and the late how do you know how to walk in those hills so well and you're too comfortable in that dress something's going on here and I just sort of play it off and it's a lot of fun but there's a lot of people that I work with that that know so it's fun because they see these comments and they're like "Eh," you know it's snickering and it's just really neat but with one of my daughters. I sort of used the costume. I was doing a vampire. Uh, I did. I did basically hope as a vampire is is what I did a couple of years ago. And I got my youngest daughter to help me with that. I, was, I showed her and said, "I'm building this costume here. What do you think?" And oh yeah, you look good. Try, you know. And so from there, I was like, "Hey, you know, I actually do this." And 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 I showed her, and she was like, "Oh wow, you look good." And that was really about it you know uh, it was that that simple and i let her ask any questions that she had and i explained to her you know that my approach and this is something that's very special to me and a part of me it's not a sexual kink for me and i definitely explained that to my daughters i wanted them to understand if they know anything about this scene that's not me that's not i'm not uh, that I'm just not a part of that, that that there's no interest in that way for me. Now, I'm not being feminine and there is sexual aspect to it. Absolutely. You know, but, but when it comes to actual, the kink side of it, as we know it, I'm not a part of that. And, um, they'll never find out that, Oh, your dad was this or that. I'm not worried because, that they're not going to find that out because it's just simply true that I'm not a part of that. So that's a good thing. I'm not hiding that part. There's nothing to hide. So one by one, I kind of found my moments to have a a good talk with them and, and each one of them responded with positive feedback. And, and my, uh, I'm really proud of my middle daughter sort of helped me, gave me some thoughts. I was it was during the time where i was really concerned with the word crossdresser like we talked about earlier and i told her you know i don't like this term and i thought this was really cool you know she she has had a lot of psychology in school and you know she's in college the two older ones are in college and i was explaining to her my thoughts and she said well you're from what you're telling me and how you're explaining it i would tell you you're gender fluid and that was the first time I had, had someone present that to me saying this is probably what you are. So that was my daughter who told me hey from from what I know of it, it sounds to me like you're you're gender fluid and that was really cool to have her to help help me figure it out a little bit you know and I did go with that for a while and I still think that's a a very appropriate term for many many of us that's a really nice description of how I feel about it in a, in a lot of ways. So that's a little bit about the experiences with my, my daughters. I don't want to leave them. Well, I don't want to leave the impression that this is something that we talk about daily or anything, you know, I mean, I bring it up or they bring it up in appropriate times. If I can't, there's something just the other day I was with my older daughter and I can't remember, Exactly what it was right now, but the conversation sort of lent itself, and I just said, Hey, you know, well, if you know, hope would like that, that kind of thing, and she's like, Oh, yeah, I mean, just comfortable. So, I love that. It's really, it's really great to be able to share it in that way. So, you're getting ready to just say, Go ahead.
0: <laughs> well, first of all, you've raised amazing daughters who are, yeah, in today's world, they call them woke, as in, right, with like you know, very aware of the times, very, you know, that's it's right. very present and mindful and understanding of the current world and how it's changing. And that's a bravo to you and your wonderful wife of 25 years. Happy anniversary. Yeah. You've already celebrated it this year, but <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yes. This is, which is what I've talked about with uh, Chris last week or two weeks ago, you know, just yeah, raising really good kids in a future that is going to be dominated with gender issues and, whatnot. And you talk about gender fluid, which is under the transgender umbrella. So I'm just letting you You're know. Right. The no, structure. I know. Right. I agree. <laughs> but So my question is, you wonderful daughter. How about your wife? How did you come out to her? And how was that experience? And was it difficult and all that other stuff? How was that?
1: Yeah, that uh, and that's a, a whole different zone. And the one thing, I, I, the last thing I'll touch on the daughters, because I appreciate what you said that my wife and I have raised Wonderful daughters, but also just it's not only us, it's probably mostly us. We're a wonderful, tight knit family, but it's the environment that they grew up in as well here. And the only reason I'm pointing that out is because we've been talking about the South, and it's just another example of my daughters are very, as you would, you know, as you said, you could we can call them woke, or that can be kind of negative sometimes, I think, but but it's true, you know, and they're very accepting. and And they do have that mentality and they look for they look for areas to to be all inclusive. You know, they they seek out that and and want to make sure that that's what's happening around them. And that's not only from us, that's from where they've been raised in the area we're in. I feel like I mean, it's wonderful. So it's it's that's it's really cool. And you're right. This younger generation is completely different. And there's going to be a lot of change in the future because of it for the positive, so I'll stop there and go to uh the the dynamic between my wife and i and my goal here is to keep this short and just give you the the the, the correct and honest answer, but I don't want to ramble it's very it's a difficult it's very difficult this is absolutely one hundred percent the for for me from my perspective for me. This is the only difficult part of any of this. The rest of it is 100% wonderful for me. I I love presenting as hope and experiencing things in, in, in that mode. And it's brought out the best of me in me. I've learned so much positive from it. I've learned and I have wonderful friends that I want to talk about at some point. Because of the way they've supported me, and I have one in particular that I call my BFF. She's wonderful, and she's helped me in so many ways. But um, to go back to your question, so with my wife, you know, uh, it was it's difficult. I'm going to say that as I developed and started figuring out myself, I definitely started changing things about myself and. So I had started to change things as I was getting more and more comfortable with who I was and and really who I wanted to be and I incorrectly thought that she was pe- I looked at it in a in a perspective that surely she's picking up on these things. So so this was going this this went on for some time because for me this isn't something that that uh i would have i never thought i was going to this was going to happen with me i when i was younger it's not like i grew up fighting desire to to be feminine or to be a female i'm not that's not where i come from there are things along the way that i can point at as key moments that led me here but fast forwarding through all that to the point to you know after all the years of of marriage that I'm not acting in any way like I'm going to end up being how I am today so i kind of thought surely she sees these changes i'm going through so by the time i decided i really needed to tell her and and bring it out into the open it hit her like a ton of bricks <laughs> and that sort of took me by surprise I guess you know I was I really misread that and that's on me but she she wasn't looking for that she she would have never thought her husband is even though I was doing things that I considered red flags or whatever you know shaving and I, when I started shaving my legs and which I always told her I wanted to shave my legs, I even wanted to shave my legs when it had nothing to do with, <laughs> with cross dressing. Um, it's just something that I always thought was a better look. You know, I don't know. Lots of things like that to me I thought was going to help soften the blow. Well, that is not how it went down. She was surprised and and taken aback, and and it was it was tough. And um, I heard her. And that was hard on me, very, very hard on me. So, from there, it's been difficult to to advance. But I have to give her time. I do. I do feel like it's it's a little unfair. Oh, you're gonna like this because I think you're not gonna agree. But um, ooh, okay, try me. And and because I know you like to disagree, you know. <laughs> yeah, I have to. I have to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um. I do feel like I have to to give her time even if if it is a little bit at the expense of what makes me happy right I've had many 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 years to figure out how to understand this about myself and then go through the 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 motions of accepting it about myself and then begin to nurture it and and love it about you know learn to this is a part of me that I absolutely cherish. So I, I, I had a long time to, to grow and develop that and to expect to be sitting out by the fire on your patio and lay something on somebody and them to respond with a positive reaction, that's not gonna happen. And I need to give her time to, to understand it, if she will, and settle with it and, and figure it out as well. And so it's been—I don't know—I'm going to say a couple of years, maybe not a year and a half, two years, maybe. I feel like, and I—I I, I know you know she has slowly gained some comfort with it, at least in the. I say that because our conversations are 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 better, and you know, for the first period. She would be very upset every time we spoke of it. And that is very hard on me. And uh, it's very hard on her. And it's it's so difficult. But over time, we've had conversations to where she's absolutely not just greenlighting me. Don't get me wrong. It's not a perfect scenario for sure. And I do own the part of this to where basically doing this behind her back in a sense. But that's a hard thing for me to, to, I I'm, uh, I don't, I don't, I've never done anything like that in our marriage before. Now uh, it's not justifying it, but no, I'm not out meeting people. I'm not out hooking up with people. I'm not out doing anything like that, but I'm still out doing something that she wasn't aware of. And that's, that's not necessarily a positive thing in a marriage. Right. So I totally own that and understand that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But at the same time, this isn't something that it's not a a small thing for me personally, right? I mean, there's a true, this is real inside of me. I have a true connection to it, or I would have never pursued it the way that I have. I feel so at home. That's what, I may have mentioned this several times, but it's very, I believe this, you know, the reason that I have taken the path that I have is because once I saw myself and I really felt I just felt so comfortable. I'm like, there's a reason why I feel this comfortable with this. Not every person is going to transition themselves physically and 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 be like that's a that's that's as much me as I see every day, otherwise that's what struck a chord with me. I was like, I have to explore this because it's special for me, and I can't cheat myself. From that, but so the other side of that is is she going to be accepting of it? I think it's just a process, and I know she she loves me unconditionally, but this is a whole out of the you know for her an out of the blue unexpected turn of events that that she is has to deal with and and she's very she's she's very concerned about what people think about it for sure. Uh, That's where I learned that I was way too open with it, like telling people. The one thing about telling people is, you know, I have to think about how that affects her. The only person I feel like I need to be concerned with in this whole scenario is her, because that's my wife and we're in it together. We're, We're in everything we've ever done together. But this is sort of the one thing that's happened that, we're not in together. And that's, it's just really a difficult scenario because of that. And, you know, she doesn't want to be married to a woman, <laughs> you know, right. <laughs> that, right. That, that's just that she didn't marry a woman. And, uh, and I, you know, I totally understand that who, you know, you had to be crazy, I think to not. So that's where, that's where we are
0: with it. So what part do you think I wouldn't agree with, though? You said that. What part? Oh, you're oh I meant that. Um, yeah,
1: I, I don't know if I explained it quite in the way that I was thinking and to make it clear of what I was saying. Um, I know a lot of times when you're talking to others and this type of thing comes up and you're very you're you really support the side that the the and i and and actually uh sierra and yourself had a conversation about this recently and and sierra is so intelligent right and puts things in such a wonderful way and i i cannot articulate like that so
0: so that's
1: that's why i stammer and i'm searching for words all the time and it's ridiculous i wish i could communicate the way somebody like her does like
0: but, so um, we all yeah. work there. We're all going to get there eventually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: So I, I just feel like you guys are a little bit more like that person should support you because if they love you, they they're going to support you for who you are. This is who you are. And it's very important as an individual to express who you are. Right. You know, you know where I'm. you guys have talked about that
0: mm-hmm. aspect
1: think- of it. And uh, um, but uh, you're very uh, I want to tell you my point like to me sometimes you're a little too aggressive with that especially when it comes to like my situation like a marriage uh where you know you you'll kind of be like you remember i texted you one time and it was like your answer can't always be to blow it up you know um right because you you, you'll kind of be like you know if you maybe you've been married a while but if that's not who you are then you can't live a lie and uh well i mean for me i no way i cannot give up on that that easily, not to say any of it's easily, but I think you get what I'm saying. If it's gonna take time, I'm willing to give it the time, even if it's a little bit at my detriment or a lot of my at my detriment, out of respect for my wife and our marriage and everything that we have, and that's super important to me. It's really number one important to me, even though I'm somewhat risking it by connecting to this to this part of me, you know, um so it's a tight rope that I walk. Right. Um, but so where, so what do, do you, do you see where I'm saying you, I feel like you,
0: yeah, the uh-huh. reason
1: I was saying you kind of disagree is you feel like I'm maybe, I feel like you might be and you t- I want you to tell me if I'm reading you right or not, but, um, uh-huh. I think maybe you feel like I should stand a little stronger on that and, and just be more upfront and say, this is me. And, and you need to to get on board,
0: you know, almost. <laughs> right, I can see where you would think I think that. I think, and sometimes because yeah. I come off like that, I, I can see that actually yeah. too. Where it's okay. where it's like uh, I like where we 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 kind of maybe suggest selfishness over marriage. Uh-huh. Sometimes it might suggest yeah. that. Yeah, that's I, where I think, I'm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah. it's more. I think everyone's situation is different, right? sure. It, sure. For, for someone who's new to a marriage or new in their relationship, who we've had younger guests on here who talk mm-hmm. about, oh yeah, I came out to her and you know, I ended up divorcing her and they've only been married what two, three years or you know, something right. like that. But someone who's been in a marriage who's mm-hmm. come to terms with their cross-dressing as a late bloomer twenty years down the line, thirty years down the line, and then all of a sudden it's like, Hey honey, I think I'm gonna do this. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's almost it's almost like to your wife who's like, Wait, what the you excuse me? You, Absolutely! You, all, all of a sudden, this is what you want, and you know, to your wife or to your significant other, significant other, they might be like, "In no way, in hell will you this that." But to to a crossdresser or to someone who's gender fluid or who's new to it at a who's fifty or sixty years old, it's sh- shocking. It is. It mm-hmm. you know, as you get older, to changes possibly the hardest thing to break right you like Mm -hmm. things routine you like things the way they've always been and if you throw a monkey monkey wrench in there it's like what is this (laughs) no one likes that I think the way Sierra and I we come off from because her and I are you know relatively young I think her and I are both 32
1: Mm -hmm. we
0: come from this idea that we want to change things early to people who are cross-dressers who are early, you know, maybe we target that audience, but we also, we aren't trying to, it's just the crossdressers or trans people who listen to us might be slightly older, might be wanting to transition, mm-hmm. might be wanting to do all these other things, but it's, we, we are just hoping to change the narrative because we don't want sh- those dressers or trans people to continue their marriage, you know, when they're 30, you know, maybe when they're younger, you know, and, and, delaying the inf- delaying the inevitable, right? <laughs> that the cross-dressing is eventually going to come out to their significant other. And it's going to make it harder the longer you wait. So it might sure. sound like we're pushing it, but we're also just, we don't want people to deny themselves that truth that we always talk about authentic selves, you know, because truly you can be yourself without hope, right? You couldn't just throw her in the side, which is what a lot of people do, right? They get into these long-term marriages or relationships and they they, or they forget about their other side and they focus on the marriage too much where it's, that's when they slightly lose themselves. And that's when they lose that part of them that, you know, I, I don't know if you, we haven't even talked about purging yet, but people who like just abandon their other cross-dresser self or their trans self or their, you know, and that's when it leads to high rates of suicide, high rates of, you know, mental health issues, because you are like you even talked about it. How you don't know where you'd be without hope. You don't know who you'd be without that person. Yeah, it's this. It's this idea that like <laughs> we're we're forgetting our authentic selves. We're forgetting our. You know, we don't want the we don't want people who listen to the podcast to continue their relationships of, you know, just going and on going it as as is without remembering who you are. And you know, like I talked, you talked about you couldn't you do, you wouldn't know who you are. Without hope, if you got rid of hope, you wouldn't you know you'd lose that part of yourself, but mm-hmm. you want to focus on your marriage, we know how much you love your wife we we're not denying yeah. that it's this i'd work trying yeah to and, to. and and I and
1: really like the way this turned out here because i I feel like since I'm in a little bit of a different situation with my age and the scenario
0: that you were able to kind of explain that. And that's all for part one. Stay tuned for next week where I'll release part two of my Kiriyas Conversation with Hope. And finally, the miscellany...
1: YAS!
0: And that was episode 103 and part one of my Kiriyas Conversation with Hope. And I can't say this enough, but I loved everything about Hope. She just seemed like the kindest, most wholesome person ever. And although she was worried she rambled on too much... I beg to differ because people like Hope have a lot to say because they've lived such a fruitful life filled with love and joy and, and offering a platform for voices like hers to be heard is the least that I can do. We went over a lot of topics though including details about coming out to her three daughters which surprised Hope in that one even gave her the term gender fluid which she believes she is. Also going out in public and how that surprised her and that no one even cared it's always such a delight to hear because as I always say No one fucking cares. And I love that we were able to talk and get things straightened out about being open about your cross-dressing and remaining your best authentic self. It sounded like Hope thought Sierra and I were going to go one way about being open and me just being able to clarify our positions seemed to put Hope more at ease at the end there. For anyone who thinks here at the Cross C.E.A.S. podcast that Sierra or I sound or appear self-righteous in our worldviews and how we think we're the best and we know everything and you should say fuck the world and do whatever the fuck you want, well, kind of should. To some extent. But just know that there are consequences to any and all of your actions and maybe you, the Cross Yas listener, should take some time to research before you jump into anything head-on. In whatever that may be. But honestly... You should live the best life that you see fit and take chances and, I don't know, wear that skimpy dress or that neon-colored wig or outrageous lipstick color. Because, well, you really only do have one life and you should live the life you want to. Because, honestly, no one cares more about what you do than you. So, just live your life. But, that's all for this episode. Hope you enjoyed what you heard. I'll be back, I don't know, maybe even tomorrow, with the Cross Yas Roundtable, but... If not, I guess I'll see you in April. Still check out our Patreon and check out our Discord. It can all still be found on our website, www.crossyasspodcast.com. But yeah, that's it. Until next time, everyone. As always, keep it fresh, stay blessed, and remember, you're gorgeous! Again, guys, I'm not here to diagnose or treat anything. I'm just here to share my story. Have others come on the podcast to share their story to help you learn about the world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender a bit more.